You're right. Yo, man. I was right. Yo. Hey, that's a great start to the podcast. You were right for once. You were <laughs> right. How are you guys? Good. Fine. Thank you. How are you? What headphone do you have, Ralph? It's a... Uh, Kinky. It's a Soul headphone. Custom made. It's a, a bass checkers headphone. Limited edition. It's kind of the, the Shiba coin, uh, <laughs> but then uh, on headphones. <laughs> Shiba coin on headphones. Yeah. Underestimated by everyone, but then boom, straight to the top. <laughs> hated, hated by a few. Hated yeah. by a few. Loved yeah. by the people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How was your uh, latest NFT drop, Ralph? That was last week. Yeah, very good. Um, uh, another great uh, success. Uh, I think uh, also um, um, <coughs> as a part of uh, adding these NFTs uh, make so much more possible. And mm. um, yeah, we had a few uh, of loads of uh, offers getting in and uh, a lot of uh, interactive um, tiers from which they could... Um, choose from or not choose or, or uh, bid on and uh, looking forward to the future they uh, also uh, w- we're gonna see a lot of cool people in the VIP section uh, for life and uh, backstage and uh, even the top bidder uh, on stage so that's pretty cool what, what did you do differently this time because last time it was just um, uh, just the like the pictures the animations of us uh, yeah. with music what did you do differently this time? No, the, the buyers are going to be part of um, a special crypto-influenced uh, EP. Um, and um, that's pretty cool, if you ask me. Um, even the top bidder, he, he bid for a, he's going to be uh, featured on the track. And he's mm. going to be uh, on stage as well. Um, we had three different tiers, uh, platinum, silver and gold. Whereas platinum is a one of one, gold uh, is a five of uh, five, and uh, silver is uh, the rest. It's fourteen of fourteen, mm-hmm. or that's not totally true because the NFT they get for "Welcome to the Future" that's the the title uh, track of the EP. Um, really? The EP's name is "Welcome to the Future," kind of obvious uh, title, and. Um, well, Silver Tear also has uh, VIP access uh, for live. Um, Gold Tear has backstage access for live, and as well as Platinum. But Platinum also gets a one-time uh, co-performance of the a track of choice. So uh, he or she is going to be on stage uh, with us. And I think that's um, pretty cool about the NFTs. Uh, they can make you... Um, part of uh, the whole experience base checkers and be more part of um, uh, what we do and I think uh, that's uh, the main the coolest thing about NFTs Um, it's also transferable right so if let's say the person who has the golden tear joins you on stage once Uh, platinum. um, platinum if he joins you on stage once then he sells the NFT to someone else now that person is able to join the stage or Yes, but I don't think you will ever sell. 
Uh, we know the buyer. That's the coolest thing also about the NFT uh, drops. Uh, you get uh, new um, uh, new uh, direct connections with the buyers. You get to know the the buyers and the ones. And they also they tell you why they buy it and uh, what's cool for them. Um, so you get to know the the fans even better. Or yeah, the people who are. Um, invested yeah. in these uh, kind of things and jay are you uh what where are I'm, you? I, I'm just curious uh ralph uh what kept you from doing this before there were nfts uh is it then a privacy issue or like contractual issue what's what made what makes it um like i i can imagine five years ago you could have had a person mm -hmm. win a contest um that could be on stage with you um, yeah what what makes this why does it nft make this so much easier or what's the the main it makes it easier contra contractual wise um, i mean it's all in the blockchain for everybody to see and transferable um, yeah we all know how it is to perform uh, outside of our uh, own borders and with the contracts uh, you have then um, uh, international business doing uh, let's call it that it's it's pretty hard and uh, there are so many uh, things to uh, keep in mind um, the blockchain makes the world one place uh, that's the cool thing about it and uh, it's such a universal uh, thing which makes all these uh, possibilities so much easier yeah and uh, and that it's transferable makes it just uh, the more interesting so yeah to answer your question it's uh, it's number two, actually. Uh, you said it right. It's a contractual thing. It's it's the the ease of doing uh, something cool. Um, yeah, that that makes it uh, the more fun. Yeah. yeah, I really think it's a great addition to the whole NFT space. And one thing I was wondering is, um, have have you talked to like any pr promoters, for example? Because I can imagine if five years from now every artist is starting to sell nfts including backstage passes backstage mm -hmm. is getting pretty occupied yeah that's also a thing <laughs> yeah. where, where at big festivals it i have sometimes yeah. trouble bringing uh like a tour manager and a vj and like a, a friend yeah uh, and how, how will you fix that or how now it's only when it's possible i mean uh you're not going to be on stage uh, at tomorrowland uh uh, to be honest, uh, that's just uh, too hard to fix. Um, Did you put uh, that in the contract? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in there. Okay. It's uh, 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 up for availability. But uh, yeah, well, maybe it's it's possible at Tomorrowland. I mean, uh, the most of the festivals we are uh, booked, uh, we're in pretty close contact with all the organizers. I think um, some sometimes that's not. Uh, uh, we have a manager here walking around, but it's not so that the manager does all our talking for us. Uh, whenever we engage in uh, in doing business with people, they're going to engage with us and not with our uh, manager. So, um, mm. yeah, I don't think it's it's that uh, hard uh, all the time, but whenever it's not possible, it's not possible. And, um, yeah, tough luck uh, then. Um but yeah, we're going to do our best to make it uh, possible. Uh, yeah, of course. Where are you um, in your mind with NFTs, Jay? Because last time we spoke, you were, let's say, skeptic. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's... Um, uh, I'm still 
well, like quite skeptic. Um, I, I'm not sure if the focus is is right yet. It's about art. Mm-hmm. It's about um, which I like, but it's like a lot of uh, rich people uh, buying and selling artworks. Um, that's w- the first thing I got from NFTs. Uh, but seeing now that artists are able to to make this stuff way easier, like actually connect to fans. Um, it's still a little bit of elitist, so to speak. So, like, it's still quite expensive to have that, uh, well, whatever tier. Like, I think uh, if, I don't know exactly the price what they went for, but a couple thousand is is a lot of money, which a fan will never, uh, like a lot of fans will will not have for that um, certain experience. So, it's it's still quite, that that that's still, like, um, I don't know how to how to say that, but that still is a bit like I'm not Doesn't sure feel about right. it all. Doesn't yeah, feel right, but you gotta see it different. I mean, let's take uh, a lot of business cases. Let's take Tesla for instance. They start out with a high tier model. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but it's an obvious uh, example uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of of a really good company in my eyes. Uh, I mean, they penetrated uh, impenetrable uh, the car uh, yeah, uh, business, yeah. but. Um, you start out with um, the high-tiered uh, stuff. It makes a lot possible yeah. for the lower end as well. Um, yeah, you always got to start somewhere. So I, I yeah. get why that may, my, may, might feel a little bit off, like you're doing this elitist thing, but uh, that will uh, go uh, yeah, to the bottom is a, is a, a weird thing to say, but that's how you finance making more stuff possible. Yeah, true. and yeah, um, I know what you mean. It's like yeah. with uh, when TVs just came out, the first TVs were super expensive, uh, like yeah. mm-hmm. nobody could pay them, and then after a while, um, they would can come to the normal yeah. uh, public, so to speak. Yeah, um, the phones as well, right? Mobile phones but, were like super expensive in the beginning. Now everyone can afford one. Yeah, but what I, what I still think is that uh, a big part of um, of those activities in general make it about exclusivity, uh, so that you're not gonna sell a lot of uh, positions where you can get to go on stage, and that will always be a very special one and thus very expensive. Um, so yeah, it's it that's where it's a bit. Um, oh, Jamie, those experience will never something. be will never be like. Well, uh, but uh, you're free. You, you can just do a one of one for a really low price. Nothing holds you back. It's it's whatever you want, and just do mm-hmm. it. And uh, but um, the the coolest thing about NFTs is, and uh, we're now working towards our next uh, one, and we're really thinking uh, about how we can uh, make sure that. Um, I mean, uh, we do have open editions uh, which weren't uh, too uh, expensive. Um, and it's not so that we have to uh, do it for nothing, you know. You want the commitment of yep. the fans, and they uh, got to uh, make sure they uh, are willing to um, engage in that uh, relationship uh, also. Uh, it, it's If you're going to do it for one uh, euro, it, it's going to be weird and attract people who might not be the real fans. So, um, But we're going to, in time keep on um, uh, reward them for the loyalty for uh, holding uh, the coin and um, uh, the coin that is the NFT. Um, I think in time, uh, first off, you're going to pay 
uh, I mean, f you can have a base checkers NFT for like say three, four hundred dollars, um, and the rewards in the future are gonna be way more uh, valuable than that three or four hundred dollars, especially in mm -hmm. time. So um, I, I don't think it's uh, it's an elitist thing. Also, uh, of course, the one who gets uh, to go on stage uh, paid a consider considerable amount. But let's be honest, uh, you you're gonna get to go on stage, perform uh, the track you invested in, you uh, dared to invest in. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. I think it's just uh, the the how the world works in general, uh, yeah. which is just sometimes uh, <laughs> not really fair. But it's also like you have big clubs and you have big tables uh, surrounding the DJ booth, the best spots. Uh, with uh, people buy the biggest bottles there, it's a lot of money. It's not for everybody, but that does pay my fee. So that's where it's kind of. The same thing, and then a general access ticket is maybe more affordable, but it's a different experience. Um, yeah, yeah, but you don't do VIP clubs the whole time. That's the, no, the exactly. nice yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, so that pays your bills. But on the other end, sometimes, and I know uh, for us it's it's uh, quite a lot. Yeah, that finances doing uh, the the let's say it a normal rave where you only have general admission. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, that's how the world works. Then yeah, you've got to yeah. be mad yeah. about uh, how yeah, the world no, works. No, but that's what I said. It's like, yeah. it's not always fair, but that's how it works. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Well, cool to hear that everything went well and that uh, yeah. you guys keep evolving in the space and keep thinking about new ways to uh, to build the community. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's, it's a cool thing. And uh, I, I think, yeah, we uh, are we called the EP. It's welcome to the future. And yeah, it definitely is going to make a big uh, impact uh, on the future. And um, yeah, it's all really new still. And um, yeah, like uh, I, I like how Jopke is also thinking uh, that he wants it to be for everyone. Uh, that's actually uh, how we think as well. And uh, that's the coolest thing uh, about it. It's about being a community and in a community uh, where uh, there are like rich people, poor people, uh, small people, big people. Yeah, it, it, that's the nice thing. Uh, there's a, a love for something that combines all sorts of people. And um, yeah, I think that's uh, a really cool thing. Is the EP already out? Or is it being made right now because the guys or girls yeah, have no, to jump on No, no, no. It's it. only minted on the blockchain. So it only exists on the blockchain uh, right now. And uh, it will come out later this year um, uh, on uh, platforms like Spotify and uh, all that, okay. those kind of things. Yeah. Okay, cool. And Jay, you did some uh, self-releases lately. <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> Indep independent, independent releases. Independent releases. <laughs> Self-release. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk about that uh, <laughs> after the podcast. Yeah, on our only only fans account, we're gonna talk about self release. Self -release. <laughs> I do a lot of yeah. self release on uh, on my only fans, uh, but it's only for the elite, so you have to pay a lot of money to see. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, um, I did some independent releases uh, too, um, to be precise. I uh, released Bird Song, um, which I started making in quarantine in Thailand. Uh, which started kind of a, as a joke where I sampled this bird that was on my balcony, a pigeon. And um, uh, yeah, the, the song turned out 
pretty cool. Uh, and then I came back in Holland and I was like, hey, I, sounds pretty cool. Let's uh, I, I mixed it again uh, because I did everything on headphones in my hotel room. It sounded like uh, like shit, although the, all the elements were cool. Mm-hmm. Mixed it and um, I saw the big advantage of um, um, releasing a track yourself. <laughs> Let's say it like that. <laughs> um, and it's it's mostly to do with with planning of of big labels, um, where I can choose now to say, hey, I have a track, I want to release it in two weeks, um, because for me that's how my uh, fan base works or loves to see it. I mm-hmm. think that's how the world works now. You hear something, you want it to be released as soon as possible. It's the same. You don't want to wait two weeks for a package from, uh, for, for, I don't know, some equipment you ordered. You want it the next day. Um, mm-hmm. So you've kind of come to expect that. And also, I think fans a little bit. Um, so if you work with a big label, uh, usually you plan like two months, maybe three months ahead uh, after you have the final masters. So yeah, that that that's just far ahead. You don't know what's going to be uh, working then or what your fans might ask for then. And mm-hmm. what, I've saw, what I've seen with Birdsong is like, hey, I finished it. Uh, and then I post some snippets online and see really cool responses. And I'm like, I need to release it as soon as I can. Yeah. And that's possible uh, by doing it yourself. Uh, it takes, well, usually not even, but like to, to be safe two weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. instead of two months. And I think that's, for me, the big, big advantage of uh, releasing a track yourself. So. And are you doing your own promotion as well? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's that's like the thing where a label could help and you have an extra channel to um, to, to reach new followers and, and extra mm-hmm. people. So that's one downside. But on the other hand, like all the promotional stuff that I do, I already <coughs> was in charge of uh, releasing with other labels, so I have my own okay. um, uh, guy who does my uh, content. Uh, do, do we do the ads ourselves, so you just miss maybe a, a well, little or big push from a, a label, um, which can sometimes help. But just the 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 freedom of having a song finished today, uploading it tomorrow, and uh, being online next week, I think will be the best. Uh, for artists, that's like one of the um, yeah. big upsides of uh, independent releases. <laughs> hmm. And and did you notice a big difference between um, the impact of your release? So let's say if you would have released it through a label, the numbers would be higher, the responses would be yeah, bigger. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, there's there's a lot of things I I still need to like learn. Uh, so like it, on certain platforms, you. Um, Ralph, is your your boy? <laughs> <laughs> I only only had one coffee. Now I was up really early uh, uh, this morning and 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 went to bed really late. So go on. Uh, I, I'm listening with my yeah, yeah, attention. Yeah. Um, so there's some things you just haven't done before. Uh, it's like pitching a song to a platform for mm-hmm. them to consider it for playlists. What do you write in those uh, things? Uh, it's just that stuff you haven't done before, um, which, yeah, sets you maybe back a little bit. But you, I mean, after one time, you learn from it. Um, like Birdsong, we released on a Thursday, uh, and there were like only a couple hundred plays on the Thursday. 
Um, and I learned that when music is released, it's only the Friday when they update all the um, new playlists, uh, the new music Fridays, the the release radars of everyone. So, which maybe was obvious, but I just didn't think about it enough. And now I know, okay, don't release a song on a Thursday um, right. because it will not help your algorithm um, no. do well. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 fun because you learn that stuff. You take it in for the next uh, uh, release, and um, keep yeah. learning. Yeah, and I mean, maybe maybe it's just that labels can have some connections to Spotify, um, where they can get you in a playlist easier. But then again, mm-hmm. labels have so many tracks to they're releasing, so it's it's hard for for them to like if they. Um, like pitch ten songs to Spotify, then Spotify still has to choose between yeah. those ten. Um, yeah. So yeah. I but gotta what say. I love, uh, the most is that um, the response from because this is also a track that a big label might not would not release, Bird Song, because it's quite different um, and a little bit of a joke. Um, but then the, the fact that I could release it. Uh, that the fans were really, really happy about that. So that makes it. Okay. Yeah. I have a question. Oof. Y- you you sampled the bird. Uh-huh. Uh Does he get royalties? Yeah, we're we're still trying to find him. Uh, yes. <laughs> he is. Uh, he flew away. So yeah. before I could uh, get the contract, but I think um, he's going to be on the blockchain. Um, we're trying Isn't to. Isn't there like out. a. Isn't there like a pigeon crypto coin or something? Uh, Maybe. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we're searching for him and then uh, send him the smart contract through uh, through Ethereum or something. I don't yeah. know. And then... Uh, we'll see. Yeah. P- pigeon post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pigeon post. Yeah. yeah nice one. Yeah. But I, th- I think one of the, the big advantages as well depends on your approach. Like, is your approach to have as much plays as possible or is your approach to make money from it as well because if you do self-releases independent releases (laughs) 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 uh, you still keep 100% of the income so if you normally would have a million streams and now you have 200,000 you still have the same income in in most cases depending on I don't know which deal you signed but uh that's well, a shitty deal. <laughs> it's a shitty deal, but to be honest, you know, if I if I look at um, if I look look at some clients who are building their career, eighty twenty is almost an industry standard at this point. It's ridiculous. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Insane. Like especially the bigger ones, the bigger labels. But for for um, for us, it isn't that. Yeah, I think fifty fifty or sixty forty is is pretty much normal for us as well. Which yeah. is re- maybe is ridiculous. Um, I gotta say, depends on. Uh, I, I think uh, Jopke is doing a really good job uh, with all the independent releases. I have to laugh <laughs> all the time now. <laughs> but um, yeah, it also, but I gotta say, it depends on uh, which label you work with and and uh, mm-hmm. why. I mean, um, you always got to think. Okay, I have a track right here. What do I want for it? Uh, for us, uh, we work with uh, Smash the House quite a lot. I consider them more boutique, uh, like bigger labels, uh, like uh, you have Armada and Spinning, which in Danceland are maybe the biggest. 
Um, the bigger they get, the more uh, automated they get. Um, why can't you do a track uh, on, uh, let's say, Armada within two weeks? That's because they plan so far ahead, because they have to. It's such a big, it's too big. Uh, moving uh, machine, and uh, that uh, takes out your uh, immediate uh, response time, let's call it that, or uh, the, the ability to... Um, uh, be quick with certain uh, things, like say, I want to release flexibility. That's the word. And um, whereas Smash the House, it's more boutique, uh, specialized in uh, a certain uh, uh, in, in certain um, uh, genres, and um, they still have that uh, that that power. Plus, for us, it's important that we have a big artist promoting our music, which are of course, uh, Demi and Mike. Um, so that could be a, a, a reason to work with a label and um, or maybe not work with a label. Uh, let's say you want uh, uh, the big radio hits, then it's perfectly fine to work with labels like Armada or Spinning. They know how to get... Uh, when your track is getting traction, they know how to get it on the radio. And, um, but yeah, there are also a lot of reasons to not work with a big label like Spin and Armada and work with a, a smaller label, more boutique label, uh, to say, like, let's say, Smash the House. Or there are a lot of reasons, like Jopke just said, to do an independent release yourself. Um, uh, yeah, I think everybody uh, has to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. No, no. Uh, for everybody, you have to be honest. With what do I want with this track? And then everybody's yeah, gonna say, "Yeah, one yeah, hundred million uh, streams." Well, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, most of the time. The, thanks again, uh, <laughs> Optimus Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but it, uh, it's like, true. I, I think yeah. it's true. Uh, you have to check for every track. Uh, what would yeah. be ideal for this track? Um, and. Uh, I, there's not a right way to do it anyways uh, and like for my latest track Outer Space please stream it everybody because it's an independent release uh, <laughs> so yeah, obviously it's it's I, I really like it and, and, and we also did a new track with Moti uh, called Helter Skelter but let's be honest Helter Skelter and Outer Space they're not going to do 100 million streams within no. a few months no no definitely and, not uh, yeah. so, for me it's like uh, for, for, for like for the information, um, why did I release Outer Space myself? Was um, we had a like a little gap in my release schedule, uh, which could easily, yeah, like perfectly fit this track. And I didn't want to release it when we have shows again because it's more of a listen to track than a festival track. Um, mm. So when I go back to festivals, I want to have festival tracks to promote. Um, so I wanted to get get it released as soon as possible. Um, and it was possible, so yeah. I actually like the um, the view you you had on uh, well, you mentioned it boutique labels, and I think that that's an interesting thought. As in, um, it's some kind of trend you see happening in in more spaces. If you have a look at how people do shopping these days, people tend to go to boutique shops more than to the bigger companies because somehow people start to appreciate man hours or uh, like handcrafted materials instead of the machine made stuff 
um, maybe that's with, with music as well, that we start to appreciate more when there's one person working on our release instead of being part of this big machine uh, that just puts out music uh, on a daily basis. Well, I think the machine isn't uh, capable of uh, also there the flexibility. The machine is mm -hmm. just pumping out volume, whereas uh, you're, uh, it's man-crafted. Uh, uh, you could just easily, where you listen to the customer, you could easily uh, change your uh, working uh, or, or the, the outcome while working on it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that illustrates... Um, uh, big uh, companies versus the smaller uh, ones. I, th I think there's also a split in, in what the audience uh, is going to do. Like there's a part that uh, consumes music easier and without too much care. Like they just put on music uh, on the background. They don't really care. They just put on the biggest playlist and whatever. And there's another part, which is really interesting, who gets, because there's so much, they have to find uh, the niches a bit more and the, the ones the people they are fan of a bit more so that makes them maybe more dedicated uh that's that would also be the people that like the boutique shops more and invest way more time in uh, yeah. a small group of artists which is really interesting for yeah uh any artist really <coughs> um because those you get more dedicated fans those people are, are called tastemakers right people who tend to go into the rabbit hole to find those uh, untouched gems. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a trend, but it's it's an interesting way to look at it, to see it as a boutique label and to just know that you will be taken care of on a personal level instead of being uh, number two in a, in a, in a row of hundred. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, don't you think that eventually if that label grows and grows, it will become as big yeah. and, and has the same problem that's because that's spinning was an independent label was quite small just had a really big impact uh when they were still relatively small uh but then it's kind of inevitable or at least with them that depends. they grew so so much i think it depends because it's it's a decision you make as a company it's a decision you you make at that point when you're at that tipping point where you have the option to become a, a, like a bigger company to to say um, I think it's a decision because yes, there will be more money maybe because you can you can do masses. But on the other hand, if you have a look at community, you will lose strength in the community. That's what you see happening over and over again. That's what you might have seen happening with Spin-In, maybe revealed the same. Um, if you think about where those labels started and where they are now, I kind of feel like the community is not that strong anymore as, they, as it was before because it's bigger. And at the beginning, everyone knew each other and everyone was just a small community, which was really strong. But now there's just much more people. It's not necessarily a good or bad to name, but it's more like what decision, which way are you going into? Are you going for the masses? So the financial option, in my opinion, or are you going for the community where you can still make and build a decent company, but you make the decision to stay small? Yeah, we, we talked about it uh, this uh, earlier this week. It also goes for artists. Uh, mm -hmm. When uh, I told you we were on, uh, uh, like, 2016, that was the year uh, yeah. streaming uh, services exploded. And you saw a lot of artists choosing to make more streamable music. 
uh, whereas I uh, told you guys that was we were also on a point where Marlon and me we really sat down and talked to each other and said, "Dude, we're gonna just be who we are and do big room. That's what we love. Uh, that's what you love to play. What I love to make. And uh, let's stick to it." And that's yeah. what you also saw with a lot of artists. They try to, yeah, find those way to the masses. Uh, but yeah, mm -hmm. I, 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 it's hey, that's okay too. You can choose your own uh, whatever path you like to. But um, yeah, there's also the vision that you have on music, which you're gonna just stick to, regardless whether it's gonna bring in the money or not. That's also what I uh, like to say <coughs> to aspiring uh, producers and DJs. Like, okay, uh, uh, you see a lot of them striving for success, but what is success? Um, isn't it just that you're a musician and you envision music in a certain way and you're going to just do it regardless of the people, uh, whether the people will come or not? And I think that also goes for, for labels, festivals, clubs and whatever. And um, yeah, it's always going to be a little bit about compromise, but you can choose how much compromise you're going to do. And uh, yeah, it's all ba it's all based on decision, as you say. Like, if you have a look, are you familiar with the label uh, Dirty Bird? Uh, yeah, that's the one. Um, Cloud from Stroke. Cloud from Stroke. Yeah, you, do you know he played Clambu a long time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, Dirty Bird is one of those labels which I've been following for since kind of the start of my career. Um, and that's one of those labels where you can see that the community is super intense. Like it's a super strong community. Um, they they really grew in the, in the years. If you have a look at where they were 10 years ago and where they are now, they're definitely much bigger. But that's one of those labels where you can just feel that they made the decision to stay small. So small is not necessarily small because they are still really big in, in, the, in the realm, but a lot smaller than Spin-In or all the, all the other big guys. And they really um, invest into their community. And it's, I think it's really a decision that you make as an artist, but also as an entrepreneur, if you have a label, like what's, what makes me happy? Is it, is it the money aspect? Like, do I want to make 10 million or do I want to make a million and have a stronger community? Like, what, what's the thing I need? Yeah. True. Yeah, I think just um, money is a bad motivator. Um, mm -hmm. But that's also a very easy thing to say with someone who earned a lot of money in, in music. Um, mm -hmm. I, just, I just remember, I, I, I think it's very important not have money as your number one um, driving force. It can be number two easily, but number one should be you want to add something, you want to do something cool, you want to, it's, it's a passion. Uh, so maybe your passion is making money, also fine. Um, then, then it is your number one and you will try to do everything. Uh, but as, as a real artist, I think for a lot of artists, I know that Money is never number one, and definitely number two, yeah. because you need to you need food, you want nice stuff. Um, but the first and foremost thing is passion, and that's also where it where it started um, yeah. for well all the real artists I know. 
So, Talking about that money, because you mentioned before we started recording the podcast um, that you got a question from someone like, hey, I've, I've saved up 10K. Um, yeah. What should yeah, I do? Yeah, Go to the um, school or? I have to answer him back <coughs> still on Instagram, but I, I just saw this question um, mm. about he uh, uh, aspiring producer or maybe already producer. And he was asking me to, uh, he had 10K should he put it into education for producing or DJing or should he buy equipment um, and, and and do it himself? Mm-hmm. And for me, it was a bit weird that he thought he needed 10,000 euros uh, of equipment to start making music. Um, <laughs> especially nowadays, you just, you, you don't need that. Um, you can buy a, well, let's keep it simple. A perfectly good laptop for a thousand euros and perfectly good speakers for, well, let's say also a thousand euros, probably cheaper, yeah. but then you have 2000 euros. Which are like 500 each. So let's say a thousand. Yeah. So. Or yeah, like KRKs, I think are 300 uh, each. So. That's what Martin but Garrix made animals on. So yeah. Yeah. That's number one worldwide hit. So um, yeah, it's just a thing where yeah, maybe uh, he thinks there's going to be a magic fix. Like, oh, if mm. I only uh, get that equipment, it will work. It's it's a trap, which I've fallen for many times myself. You think, oh, if I get this MIDI keyboard or that uh, digital piano, piano or that, that <laughs> synthesizer after the, the Juno, you think, oh, my creati- creativity will spike. No. Uh, and it does, maybe for a week. Uh, and they are like, okay, this didn't help anything um it you still have your creative dips and um but yeah what i would say to those people is you don't need ten thousand euros um and education towards being a producer is so very um directed at one point that mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out being a producer what are you going to do um i think it's it's maybe better to have an education that maybe has some form of production or you can maybe do that on the side through artist coaching for example or like other platforms uh, (laughs) other platforms to learn Um, and then you have maybe another education on the side that is actually more broad uh, and does have some economics some marketing Uh, so a lot of companies will hire you if music doesn't work out because the chances is are very small. Let's uh, yeah. let's stay realistic. Uh, Always so negative, uh, Jopke. <laughs> <laughs> but th- that doesn't mean you shouldn't go for it. Uh, it's just you need also a lot of luck, I think. Uh, wh- what so I there's do, all, all yeah. these uh, uh, these famous people like Jim Carrey saying, "Yeah, you just need to go for what you um, um, uh, your, for your dreams." Uh, uh, yeah, you uh, you should, but there's a very high risk of you not. Yeah, not making I, I it. I really so. dislike the people saying, "See, I dropped out of school and uh, oh, I went f- totally for the music, and now I'm here." Blah 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 blah. No, uh, what I do like to see is that you take your uh, responsibilities, do school, try to uh, uh, do a real good job there, and besides that, uh, follow uh, or try to accomplish your dreams. That's doing more work uh, to accomplish your dreams. If you're gonna say, hey, let's ditch school and go for the music, that's not doing more to uh, to to uh, 
uh, accomplish your dreams. That's doing actually less. You got to do uh, more work to make it uh, happen. And um, yeah, so don't gamble on making it uh, uh, in, in, in music or whatever your dream is. It, I think, um, yeah, you should just do it because you love doing it, whether or not you succeed. I mean, that's what I tried to say earlier. What is success? And um, yeah. yeah, just do it because you love it. To be honest, yeah. Uh, whenever me and Jopke talk about it, it's never about the money. Like, absolutely never. And I know it's easy for us to say, but also in, in the years that we uh, that I started, it was never about the money. It was always about the fun. And if it wasn't fun, of course, you got to do administration and all that kind of uh, stupid nonsense. But yeah, that's part of the job. But it, it, it was always just about about doing those uh, cool gigs in the weekend, making those cool tunes, learning about it, which I also agree doesn't have to cost a lot of uh, money. I started out with a, a cracked FL. I didn't know how the <laughs> fuck I should import VSTs. I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. I did it all with the standard FL uh, stuff. That's how I made beat cut. Uh, I didn't even you know didn't what sidechain was. At that time. Yeah, I, I didn't have a, f a, a sidechain VST. I just looked up what is sidechaining, and then I thought, okay, so if I automate the volume, that's sidechaining, right? Yeah. So I went in and did it all automated. I didn't know how to do a, a VST, but I think that's uh, how that that's uh, if you limit yourself in the beginning. That's what's gonna drive your uh, creativ uh, creativity because you're gonna search for those ways to get where you want to go, and that's uh, I always like to think about uh, creativity. And <laughs> I can make a more uh, nice map, but you have an idea. Is that yeah? You can see it, and you have a point where you <laughs> uh, want to get. And this part going there—that's where creativity is, and not having the idea. And um, yeah, I think. The, the means you have um, or, or all the things you have like fancy keyboards and whatever yeah that's not gonna make it for you it's a cool I action, like to compare it with the uh, 10,000 euro question yeah I like to compare it with with like soccer players or basketball players or whatever the, the best basketball players became the best by practicing every day on the field not by having the best shoes you know or having the best gear yeah and I think that's that's also with music. The only way yeah. that you can become better or educate yourself is by sitting down in the studio every day and do two to three hours of music production. And yes, your speakers might uh, <coughs> give you the option to hear it a bit better. Or yes, your 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 computer could be a bit faster than anyone else. But in the end, it's more about your own skills and your own creativity than it is about your gear. Yeah. Um, and very, so very important, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, so I think when it comes down to education, especially these days, everything's out there for free on YouTube. And if you really want to go uh, into depth or learn from a certain person, like what we do with the Academy, for like a low fee a month, like $10 a month, you have access to that knowledge. So you don't need 10000 10 is enough to already get access to certain knowledge that you need and the rest is out there for free. So yeah. I don't really believe you should spend 10K to an education. I think you should spend time. 
to become yeah. better. Yeah, definitely. Also very, very important. Like you hear the, all those success stories about, like I said, Jim Carrey saying, yeah, go for your dreams. But you hear it because it's Jim Carrey, because he has millions of followers. But what you don't mm. hear is, let's say this guy named John, I don't know, there's like an imaginary guy, spent all his life savings and, and whatever on making music. Um, 20 years later, he's 40 and he's accomplished nothing, uh, has no money, uh, has a shitty house, has five followers and he says to the five followers, hey guys, I failed. Like, don't trust uh, Jim Carrey, but no one will hear him because he failed. <laughs> so that's what yeah. you always got to imagine. Like, there's a lot of failures, uh, which is very sad, actually, but in life, yeah. that you don't hear about because they're not famous, because they failed. So They don't have the reach. But I think failure is, is, uh, is probably the, the, maybe the norm. Uh, a lot of people have big dreams, don't accomplish them and have a like shitty normal job so to speak doesn't have to be shitty but I, yeah you you get the point um i think but it's you don't more about, hear about trying that. yeah but i think it's more about the trying you know everyone has dreams and if you feel a passion for music and you're 20 20 years old and you feel the urge to to live towards that dream if there's any point in your life where you can um What's the word like where you can where you can take the risk to take risks let's say it's around your 20s to 30s years old so in that case i always i always recommend if someone really tells me like hey this is what i want to do i always tell them go find a side job uh to to cover your costs and all the other hours you have you're going to spend on your music but take like a cap to it to say like okay i'm going to do this for two years one to two years and if that doesn't work out, that's where I'm going to make a decision to go back to school or go find a job yeah. or whatever you want to do. Yeah. But you, you do, there needs to be a point where you take the leap and say, I'm going all in on this. But you also have to be honest to yourself and say, if it doesn't work out two years from now, four years from now, whatever your cap is, I'm going to go back and do it the normal way. Uh, but I do think that you just need the time to build something. And if, if I look back at our time, uh, Ralph, when we started in Tilburg, mm -hmm. you were in the studio all day long. I was in the studio all day long with, with Epster. And the only way how we kind of were able to build that career is because we, we had the time to, to make music all day. Uh, yeah, I, I was also still in college. And, uh, yeah, you were still in college. I drove yeah. a cab uh, as my side hustle. And plus I worked in a in a, a bar uh, on Thursday night and on uh, Sunday uh, morning um, at 9 uh, a.m. So sometimes I got home from doing a gig with Marlon. Uh, I didn't play myself, but then I chauffeured him. And then I had to mm. go straight into my uh, job as, a, as the bartender at a, a tennis club. Um, yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I never slept you, a lot. Yeah, but you took all the hours you had. A lot of them, yeah. Available to make music, and you covered like your, your your bills with all the extra side yeah, jobs yeah, to yeah. be able to make music. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. choice. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's, a, yeah, and that's the choice that not many people want to make because it's tough. I know, no, like no, you no. mentioned, that's you never I, slept. Yeah, that's why I say, when you chase your dreams, do the other stuff as well. Uh, working yeah. towards yeah. a dream takes extra effort, not less effort. 
And um, no. yeah, no. So I finished my uh, master's degree as well in that time. And um, yeah, uh, four years in, we didn't earn a lot of money with uh, doing the music. That's what when I also came at a cross point. Am I going to do something with that master's degree or not? Because uh, when I uh, that's uh, also that was the gamble for me. Um, but yeah, I always uh, just worked, and uh, yeah, that's just what it takes. And I never how did uh, you make gambled on the music? How did you how did you make that decision? Because when you were done with the master degree. Mm-hmm. Um, Norm- normally you would go into a working space from that point yeah. on. Um, what what made you to to make the decision to go for music? Um, yeah, I just uh, loved it so much, and I uh, I didn't need a lot of money to be honest. Uh, so yeah, I was. Were you I living was at home? Yeah. Were you I think at uh, home I stayed at or? home. I uh, I, I okay. uh, oh. yeah. Uh, or actually went back home and uh, decided to, uh, yeah, yeah. some things you couldn't do. Uh, I didn't have uh, my own house or whatever. And uh, yeah, you, you always got to, um, yeah, um, how do you say it? Make uh, some sacrifices, let's call it uh, that. Mm. And uh, we, uh, I had a talk with uh, an intern here at uh, where I uh, have my office. And he's 25 now, and he said, yeah, it's ridiculous. I can't buy my own house. And I was like, okay, when I was 25, <laughs> there, it wasn't even a, a, a thought of my mind, you know. And, uh, no. yeah, I, I, I never uh, strived for such things. I just wanted to do music. So I was happy doing that, driving the cab as a side hustle, uh, working the hours uh, at the, the tennis uh, club. And... Uh, and even in summers, I always worked six weeks uh, construction. Yeah, I can't tell by my my, my tiny arms, but uh, yeah, uh, that's you still have the tattoos. Yeah, but but that's a, the the thing. Yeah, you gotta. It's the hustle and, and chasing your dreams. You know, um, yeah. there are, there are and you don't way more failures like than successes. Yeah, like it it doesn't um, you shouldn't take it for granted, or it's not that if you put in hard work success will come out yeah. and that's what you always should realize and take responsibility for that yourself um, and I think there's also yeah. a thing where yeah luck and I think there's also a thing where I I was in college and I was making music uh, on the side and had a job so I was also like it's kind of like Ralph's story always busy always had a side job to make some money um, but there was this point where I realized, uh, it's not this exact point, but somewhere in the in the, those years of college, where I realized, um, hey, I can do more with music than all of my friends who all downloaded FL Studio at one point in their lives. Uh, and I like it way more. And I feel like there's something in this, uh, there was this feeling that I could get more out of it or something. And I think that also came from visiting forums dropping your music there and seeing the response so like Mm -hmm. connecting to other producers definitely helped me with like gaining some confidence and like feeling hey i'm i'm a little bit ahead of these guys fato gonzalez for for sure but like realizing hey i'm a little bit ahead of these guys um and then i was like this i should and then after college was like the decision like okay i'm not going to have a normal job i'm gonna keep doing my uh, delivering barbecues job three days a week or something 
and the rest I'm just gonna try. And I gave myself a year, and it mm. it worked out within a year, which was crazy. But yeah, I think that um, th you should have this kind of feeling. This could go somewhere, like this. Yeah. You don't know exactly where. I never had a clue how. I never make five-year plans. I think they're bullshit. They always teach you in school, what are your five-year plans? I don't believe in that, personally. But like nothing in my life went as planned. Nothing. No, you can't. You can't plan. Um, yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but for me, it just doesn't work, and I have to have a feeling. <clears throat> this is where I need to go, and that's yeah, it's hard to explain. But I think that confidence um, in what you're doing backed by maybe some other guys you meet through the Vato forum, uh, that can help you make that decision. So that's I, I always say to people, build your own little community, get some friends who are in the same creative flow or, you know, internet's a great yeah. place. You can find many like -minded amazing, people, yeah. talented people, like-minded. So that's yeah. uh, very important as and well. And I think it's also a misconception that if you have more time to make music, that you will make more music. Uh, me mm -hmm. as a not touring DJ, uh, everybody always said to me, oh man, you don't have to tour. If I don't have to tour, I'm going to make so much Guilty. music. And, Guilty and, as charged. And, and then, <laughs> then the, the COVID <laughs> crisis came, the pandemic. Everybody was at home. Yeah, well, I gotta say, uh, Jopke, you make more music uh, than before, uh, but I see the majority, they are making even less music, maybe. I it's such a misconception that you're gonna, yep. when you double the time, you're gonna double the output. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. all. I should tell that about my story after college. It was like, okay, now I have way more time to make music. Uh, and right when you're done nothing happened it was quite depressing because you're the only one not searching for a job you're doing this stupid side job and you feel like you're not supposed to be there um so don't get me wrong it was fucking difficult <laughs> but um but yeah i'm glad of course i made this that decision but yeah that's a good point of uh i always say now as well like more time in the studio does not equal more no. music um it's it's it, yeah sure. you can take that in the, in the wrong way as well i think you should definitely push yourself um to make more music uh like every day but you can make what i mean is i can spend a week in the studio working every day pushing myself and then on friday afternoon at 4 a.m 4 p.m right before i want to go home i make something that's like covers for the whole week, so to speak. So yeah. um, it's it's funny how it works. Creativity works in such a mysterious way. That's why we can every week talk about it uh, endlessly and never grasp the, the whole uh, concept of creativity. Yeah. So, uh, well, that was it. Uh, <laughs> 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 you just listened for nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's <laughs> yeah. so weird. Yeah, sometimes you make like... Uh, uh, that's what I also don't really like that when people said, oh, I made that in four hours and it's uh, awesome. No, that's just not how it works. Uh, it took you like 99 tries before that one try actually happened. Yep. And yeah, it's yep, an ongoing yep, yep. process. And uh, It's like saying Usain Bolt uh, made a success in, ten, in under 10 seconds yeah, yeah. And, uh, and don't count all the years of training that yeah. went into it. But I just cannot press enough. You got 
gotta just do it for the fun of it. That's so yeah, important. Definitely. And if you're gonna be like pinpoint, I wanna have success or whatever, then 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 it's not the the reason you're in it is for the music. Then you're in it for the success, and that's a whole different beast. And I think that the chances you get a really frustrated person are so big. Um, yeah, don't do it for that. I think that's why a lot of musicians, uh, while COVID happened, just kept their heads cool, you know. Um, mm -hmm. uh, most of them are actually really cool. I I'm kind of proud of our, uh, our uh, sector because uh, you saw a lot of people complain uh rightfully so of course it's not cool but the music industry was a really silent which is kind of uh ironic a silent one when it just all happened they they were just uh a lot of them were really chilled out and they just let it happen and were at peace with it and i think that's also because the factor of success although it might seem weird sometimes when you see the Lamborghinis and all the, the cool stuff, but most of them are just really happy making music. And even when the money doesn't come in, they're still happy. Well, you can always sell your yeah. car. I mean, Jopke has a crazy cool, expensive car. Just sell it, man. Yeah. It's a lease. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lease. <laughs> it's a lease. <laughs> then you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Guys, let's uh, let's wrap this, this do up. Do we have a cool um, positive note, though? Yeah, gotta end um, with something cool and positive. Joey, say something positive. <laughs> You're on the spot. Well, I, I I maybe wait. Let me just walk. I want to share this quote, and I think that's uh, it's literally inside my kitchen at home. Do you see it? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It says. My entire life can be described in one sentence. It didn't go as planned, and that's okay. Yeah. And that's um, that's something I made myself actually uh, a couple of years ago when I felt when when I was in a bad place, and um, I was starting to feel better, and everything in my life started to get back up again. That sentence really helped me um, to go back on the planning thing that we talked about. It's really you can plan all the things you want, but life has has a certain way to uh throw some curve ba curve balls mm -hmm. and um just yep. as covid happened as well but in the end it's all okay yep. you know make decisions that make you happy that's all that matters yep. yeah adapt you gotta adapt, adapt. Exactly. oh and then we get to the movie interstellar which is such a great movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's take that one to the next by the way to all the, everyone is watching or listening right now we are actually going to ramp up the amount of episodes because previously it was once a month. Now we're going to do tw twice a month. So every two weeks ish. Um, we need subjects. Yeah, subjects. We need more subjects. Bullshit. What do you uh, want us to yeah. talk about? Only fans. If you're listening, self-releases. <laughs> if you're listening, please comment or whatever. Send us a tweet like what we should talk about. Uh, or, or if Give you have questions. Subject. Yeah, it's just um, we have time to... A debate uh, a question debate. extensively which is cool yeah yeah exactly you'll get a mention Guys, you know thanks and uh i'll see you soon adios cheers <laughs>